love you. Moonraker! Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes to what I can only assume will be a short episode today. Maybe not. You have the power. You can scroll and look how long this episode is and know whether I'm telling the truth or not. <laughs> I am the green traveler from Gorsh. Just like a D&D spell. Uh, I am the <laughs> Faceless Leon. This is a podcast about movies and TV called Green and Faceless on the Couch. If you're a couch potato, welcome. Just, this is, you found the right place. And if you, if you discover that this is the right place, that you and your soul are of the couch and made of a tuber, you can come on down to patreon.com slash greenfaceless. Nice. You did that so well. Did so I? beautiful. Good. We have a little community of, of spuds growing, and it's That's so right. nice to watch you all blossom and bloom. That's and right. And we're here for it. We're here for it. And soon the <laughs> harvest will come. No, but real, the dues for the podcast hosts are, are coming up too soon. And yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. And and yeah. uh, we are grateful to our patrons because due to their pledges, we are able to pay for that at the very least and have just a little bit left over to pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> <laughs> to hopefully someday to like increase equipment maybe get video cameras yeah. so we could be you know we could have our faces attached to this stuff that'd be creepy that would be <laughs> yeah. i i really put do on our human wanna... skins no 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 i think the opposite i think we should show up. okay show the world show the world <laughs> <laughs> god you'd be so disturbing people wouldn't understand what to do with you i know <laughs> they'd be like but but there's no face. There's no lips. How's he talking? I don't understand. <laughs> I it was projected into your mind across the RSS. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing is, like, you do have like features. Like, you have like eyebrow bumps, right? And like, yeah. there, there's like a hint of a nose, but like no lips. Yeah, it's no, like no clay. eyes. Like, yeah, it's like somebody yeah, forgot to weird. put the final features on on their their sculpture. That was me as a kid. I was that kind of artist where I'm just like, well, I'm done. Oh, I'm like, that's you were it. you talking about your physical stature. That too. Yeah, that no. is true. Gorshans, yeah. <laughs> Gorshans just look like that. No, no, we don't. But no, I, I was like, you know, the artist, the, the type of artist that would be like, I finished it. That's my work. And the teacher would come over and be like, eh, I could use some more detail. You know, don't you want to take, we yeah. still have like two weeks on this project. You know, don't nah. you want to take some more time, make it look nicer? Ah. And I'm like, no. I'm <laughs> tired of this. There was this, uh, I was, I was a, making... a quiet quitter of an artist. Yeah. Same, same here a bit. Uh, I, there was particularly this one project where, I wanted to make a sword out of a dowel rod and plaster, and the, and the teacher was that down for it. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, and I got so far with it, and I, you know, it just was taking up so much time just to build up the plaster so that I could carve into it that I um, got mad, and then I swung it onto the table and destroyed it and oh she God. was so mad at me she's like what are you doing <laughs> and i understand now 
I was right. being rather aggressive. You were like uh, uh, Thomas uh, McKenzie in <laughs> Last Night in Soho, where she just starts tearing up her dress designs. Like, no, yeah. it's all bad. Yeah, that I did relate to that, but not necessarily the ghosts that night thing slash living another person's not life. that, that you remember. Happen. Not that I remember. We're here to talk about James Bond. <laughs> That's right. That is what we're here to do. I forgot. I completely forgot. <laughs> Specifically, we're here to talk about Moonraker, number 11. Yeah, 11 of the Bond films. And, as Wikipedia so kindly tells me, the final film to be directed by Lewis Gilbert. It's also written by Christopher Wood. Uh, okay. Christopher Wood sounds like a new name. I don't know if he's written. He, he uh, was on the last one, I think. Oh, he did. Yeah, okay, he helped. He co-wrote the last one. That's right. Best known for the Confession series of novels and films, which he wrote as Timothy Lee under his own name. He adapted two Bond novels for the screen. So this oh. is this is also the last Christopher Wood uh, written script. Apparently, a okay. lot of finals. Then the, all the rest of them are. Written by this Lee fellow. <laughs> His fake name. <laughs> no, this is this is it though. Oh, this is also this was another very sad final. This is the final time we'll get to see Bernard Lee as M. He died uh, of stomach cancer after after this movie. Oh darn. I sad. I hope that didn't sound insincere. I did like him as M. You know, it's nice to have a yeah. uh, a constant and it's uh, it's still Louis Lewis Lois Maxwell as Miss Moneypenny, and um, we also have Q back being where the fuck is his name? I say it every week. Desmond Llewellyn. Thank you. There it is. And now I can find yeah, it after you say it. Thank you. Yeah, this uh, Moonraker starts off very exciting. I'm gonna come right out the gate and say that I had to watch it in two sittings. Uh, just because of schedule, not because of Same. frustration with the movie or boredom. It was just, right. you know, yeah, there, there came like, I have to watch this. I only have an hour tonight. I will say the second time I watched it, the, the second night that I was watching the back half, might have fallen asleep two or three times. Oh, did you? And, uh, yeah, I had to keep rewinding the damn thing. And I was, it was starting to make me mad because I would fall asleep and be like, man, why can't this movie just be better and keep me awake? <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> But that first half, that first half was great. I watched the first, the second half this afternoon, and I still enjoyed it. I thought, uh, so yeah. I was entertained throughout. I'm sorry that you were put to sleep. There was Maybe a moment, was later, and I'll, I'll, when we get to that moment, I'll explain why, but there was a moment in the movie where it flipped for me, where it stopped being, like, I was enjoying it a lot and having some fun, and then something happened, I was like, oh, dang it. And then it just became another Bond film. And I was like, all right, this is all right still. Like, it's okay. I'm not going to say the back half's not bad. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. But it opens up with Bond on an airplane. I think he's making out with somebody. And she pulls a gun on him. Yeah. And then random people come flying out of the airplane. You know, there's like three more guys that come out and like start fighting Bond. And it's it's a pre pretty crazy fun fight scene. And it, well, well Jaws comes out. The return of Jaws. The revenge of yep. Jaws. Jaws revenge. <laughs> and Jaws is still played by uh, Rich Richard Keel. 
Yes, tandem. what a lovely man. <laughs> yeah, I like him. I'm I so happy really to see him love back him in this movie. I loved him so much more in this movie than the last one. Yeah, he was, he, really he was funny, so much honestly. funnier in this film too. Yeah. Like they they allowed him to just do like random small things that yeah. allowed him to just be kind of funny. Yeah, it made him more of a character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's still mute. He's still a mute character. Well, until. I will spoil and say he has one line at the very end. <laughs> and at the very beginning, though, he comes out. He's fighting Bond. There's a there's another guy on the plane too. Bond ejects that guy. He was wearing a parachute. That guy was so he just keeps flying. You know, he's like he's not scared. He's like I got the parachute. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. But uh, Jaws in the plane. Jaws forces him out. Yeah, forces Bond out specifically. Sorry, let me yeah. play in the pronoun game there. But he forces Bond out in their fight. Bond doesn't have a parachute. And he's just fallen. And honestly, that was a very riveting scene. I was actually like, really like, this is fun. Like, yeah, I'm enjoying this opening fight scene. The last two had some pretty good opening scenes. I'll give it to him. And Bond, it's, it's kind of fun because Bond has to, you know, propel himself uh, forward to get the other guy's parachute. Yeah. And uh, I texted you because there's a very hilarious moment because Bond comes up from behind him to get the parachute and he grabs him around the knees and with their momentum, that guy's ass goes right on the Bond's face. <laughs> just couldn't stop laughing. I forgot to look because it was a couple days after you sent that message. <laughs> I rewound it so fast and I was just like, I told Blake, when you watch it, be careful with that intro. It's really awesome. And Bond eats ass in it. <laughs> it's just so funny because that guy's face, like, that guy's ass just like went right onto his face. And I'm just like, oh, man, that stunt guy was like, fuck. <laughs> I loved it. But he does get the parachute. He does have an in-air fight with Jaws because Jaws jumped out after him as well. Yes. And yes. Uh, it's just, it's a funny thing. But then I had a very sad moment and a very scared moment because Jaws, his parachute doesn't work. And he just goes straight through a fucking yeah, building. Yeah, I thought that was it. Yeah, I thought that was it, too. I was like, oh, man, he's only a cameo appearance for the beginning. Yeah. And that's when the real movie takes off after that. You have the, you know, the Bond intro. Which I tried to listen. I tried to listen to the song because, you know, there's, it's a new song made for the movie each time. Right. And the first time it played at the beginning, I swear it didn't say Moonraker. But then when they rephrased it at the end, it said it like three times. So It was in the beginning. Okay. Then I just wasn't yeah. paying enough attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't I, I don't really like like that song, honestly. I haven't listened to it since that was the first time I listened to it, honestly, was this movie. And when I finished it, I was like, that was alright. That was no you, you live and let die, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> I, I also okay. thought that the the Diamonds Are Forever song was better, too. That's true. And, I mean, not to knock Excuse on the me. song. It's still a good yeah, song. I just good. I don't plan to go back to it. Uh, the other song, some of the earlier songs are not good. Sorry. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of them, honestly. <laughs> no, me either. Goldfinger is the only one that I remember. I just remember the sequences. The sequences are always yeah. fun. Yeah, but the last two were too fem- similar. The last two were just... <laughs> Uh, naked women jumping and doing flips. Yeah. And occasionally, like, <laughs> twisting around with a gun in their hand. Yeah. And then uh, Roger Moore will be there fully clothed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
I do. I, I will say I do like Roger Moore still. Uh, you know, the first two movies, I wasn't really kind of feeling it. Now it seems like he's kind of finding that that comedic charisma groove. swing. Yeah. yeah, he's getting in the groove. And honestly, I will be honest, I don't really remember the plot too much of this movie. I know well, this rich go. guy, this rich American guy stole I don't some, I know uh, if he's American, but you're talking about Hugo Drax, played Hugo by Drax. Ma- Michael Lonsdale. And uh, he is an industrialist, but he also is very fascinated with space and manufactures the shuttles yeah. for NASA. I just figured he was English um, or he was American because when when Bond comes to visit him, he's just like, "Here, we're about to have you know the one good thing your country brought mine or he doesn't say mine but brought to America tea." Oh, and yes. it's just like, "Oh, okay, you know, yeah." He makes fun of their their culture a lot. I think he said to the world, "Tea time," mm. and he talks just like this. I am Hugo Drax. Dude, I could have swore I knew him from something. I Michael swear Lonsdale. I did too. Because he just not. looks familiar. Because like the way you're, you're the way you're like, you know how he acted as you're portraying, and then like his looks alone, and he just looks so familiar. But I looked through his filmography, and I just didn't know anything. So he himself is French, so he might have been playing a French guy. But because they kept on talking about how they export imported rather the buildings from France and then rebuilt them <laughs> brick by brick yeah. uh, on his complex. This is how rich this guy was. Anyhow, one of his spaceships that was being on loan to the British government uh, was hijacked while it was being transported by <laughs> 747. So, so it was assumed that there was, it was just a plane crash, but they couldn't find the Moonraker, which is what these specific <gasps> type of shuttles are called. And they can, they, they're designed to come in on re-entry and then land like a plane, like our shuttles are. Well, you know, our more recent, the, whatever. NASA's dead. We all know it. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you were talking about Gorshin shuttles. Yeah. Gorshin shuttles are like that. Oh, yeah, they are. But yours yeah. are much better because you don't do any of the burn on re-entry. You, you guys have figured no. that out. So, yeah, we got like that time warp stuff. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. Just shoot through space time. Now, I do it's use great, a little bit stuff. of time warp jelly for breakfast sometimes. Yeah. Pretty radioactive. I don't know about that. Well, I figured <laughs> I'm probably you know fairly radioactive on That's the inside, true. anyways. Yeah. Like it's like a dead zone. You know, everybody gives off a little bit, but when you wave the right. guy counter in front of me, none. Yeah, you're doughy. You're doughy body just consumes it and crushes natural radiation it's crazy i'm like a natural filter in fact that's why they were developing me but then all of a sudden i formed into a body and they said they're like fuck shit we made a sentient being (laughs) shit we can't spread him around a fucking nuclear plant yeah (laughs) not again Uh, oh, so Don't tell the world all the secrets. <laughs> oh shit! All the secrets. They'll really be now. after us. Yeah. So here we are. Bond goes to Drax's complex to figure out, yes. uh, see if they might know anything. You know, and immediately Drax is like, 
says to his uh, his henchman Cha, who's played by Toshiro Suga, and he is some so- he is he's definitely trained in bushudo, which is the sword play that he does. But he also seems to be trained in other martial arts as well, and uh, he tells him to make sure he doesn't leave a lot uh, alive. So obviously. Drax is behind the pl- the plot that stole the Moonraker. You know yeah. this within the first like twenty minutes of the movie. Damn sinister billionaires, anyways. Yeah, I have to say that the the plot in this movie, the evil plot, is a little bit too similar to the the last plot. Yeah, to me. yeah, it's almost the yeah. exact same. It's just in space instead of and underwater. with poison gas instead of bombs. <laughs> yes, and with poison gas instead of bombs, they just changed. The, the vehicles, but the story is the same. Except for this yeah. guy wants to build a, a super race. And that guy was more like, I'm tired of what the world is doing to the oceans. <laughs> well, he uh, wanted that. The last guy wanted the world to become living underwater. Like, yeah. he was going to kill yeah. most of the population and force the rest of the population underwater was like his plan. Yeah. And then, like, and, he, and, he, and I think he was like, and then. Maybe they'll take care of it. So, as I said, that's that kind of makes the synopsis if you listen to the last episode. But maybe that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's pretty close, though. But this is also where I stopped having fun with the film was like... So, right off the bat, Drax is like, kill Bond. You know, he's like, go and mm-hmm. go... He says to Cha, he's like, go kill him. And he goes and Bond is put into a centrifugal chamber because he meets... Uh, does he meet Holly Goodhead there? Is that where he meets yeah, her? Yeah, she's one of the scientists on loan from NASA. She's a doctor. Yeah, with the name Holly Goodhead. I mean, come on, guys. I was like, I, I literally, like, I, I was kind of, you know, inebriated when I watched this movie. But, like, I have one note on here that just says, Holly Goodhead? Really? Come on, guys. <laughs> it's just a lazy hey, name. It's still better than Pussy Galore. It is, yeah, it is. So, I will say with Holly that she is at least a competent character, which that is true is, is rare. That was one of the fun film. things, though, is she's like making fun of Bond because Bond is like, you know, he wasn't expecting a female doctor yeah, from oh NASA, you know, he, and so he was shocked. And she's kind of just <sighs> being like, "This guy." She's like, "Okay, I'll I'll test his ego." You know, and she's like, how about we put you in the centrifugal chamber, mm-hmm. you know, and you can see how it's, what it's like. And she's like, here's the coward button. You know, you hit this button if you want to stop. You know, most people make it to like three G's or something before they like wimp out. And uh, she, she runs the whole gambit down to him too. Like what happens at seven G's, what happens at 12 right. G's. And it's like, you know. At 20 G's you die. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And Bond is just sitting there the whole time just like. Okay, don't show how scared you are right now. You know, you gotta <laughs> yeah. be the man. Oh, oh. oh that's a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> so just just to clarify though, for like physics sake, the button is if you let go of it, it it turns off. Because usually some pa- people pass out before they say I right. give up. But in the movie, it's not presented that way because he's not holding on to the button. He has to jam the crap out of it. No, he he's holding on to it. He lets go of it and nothing happens. Then he starts pressing on to it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah. He, that's what happens is he gets put in the chamber and it starts going around. But Cha tells the technician to leave 
and Cha yeah. takes over and just keeps up in the ante and making it going faster and yeah. faster and faster. And I would Bond hate. does get out of it in his normal Bond ways. Uh, but I that's where I was really enjoying this film because finally we have a Bond villain who has Bond at his hands. And instead of being like, take him two states to the south and one state yeah. to the left and then kill him <laughs> on an, uh, an island with crocodiles surrounding him. You know, this guy's just like, make sure he dies. That's it. He's just like, just kill the guy. But yeah. Bond escapes like he does. And so, you know, that's where I was just like, all right, I like this. We have we have a competent villain, finally, who's actually mm-hmm. willing to kill Bond. Cut to a couple scenes later where Bond is on that guy's lawn again. And the guy is, like, playing sport with him. You know, he's just like, hey, yeah. you know, Bond, I'm out here shooting pheasant. Why don't you uh, kill some pheasant with me, you know? And Bond's like, all right, I guess, you know. Meanwhile, there's a sniper up in the trees not too far away ready to shoot Bond once Bond shoots yep. the gun, you know, covered up whatever. I don't know. What happens instead is Bond kills the sniper, tosses the gun back to the villain, is like, well, I didn't miss my shot. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. And he gets out uh-huh. and leaves. And that's when I started hating this film because it was like, oh, the Bond villain literally had the gun. And yeah. Bond still didn't do anything. Just because Bond shot the sniper, like and, I don't understand. Just fact, shoot Bond I'm still. pretty sure Bond handed the gun that he shot to the to Drax. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like Drax had two guns at that point. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just like, what are you doing, man? Just like now's your chance, but he just lets Bond walk out. And then so much for competence. Yeah, that's exactly. And and Bond had seduced a woman not too long before that, not Holly Goodhead, but another lady. And it was one of Drax's right. ladies. And Drax is just like she comes up in a golf cart and Drax is like you helped Bond last night. I know that you helped him find blueprints or whatever. And so he sets his hunting dogs on her and she runs away. You know, because she sees that he's about to set loose the hunting dogs. And she runs and she runs right past the golf cart and keeps running into the woods. <laughs> Just get in the fucking cart. It can go a little faster than you. Like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is she thinking? I don't know, man. And she's also in heels. Though I did find who she is. Uh, it is uh, Corin Defer, Drax's personal pilot. And it's played by right. Corin Clary, who she got to keep her name. Nice. Yeah, it's it's fucking weird. And, you know, she did help Bond. And Bond takes, you know, tries to take his information back to M and all of them. And that's kind of where I, like, stopped paying attention with this movie. The only the only other stuff that really excited me were the when Jaws came back. Because he, he wasn't dead, everybody. He comes back. Bond goes to Rio, I think. I think he's in Rio. He's looking for something. You know, this movie does the exact same issue I have with all the other Bond movies where it just hops uh, around locations like a motherfucker. I thought it was less. I thought it was a little less. But... There's at least four. Yeah. Four or five. It, six if you encounter space of, itself. Yeah. Most of them were in South America this time, though. I don't remember what's going on in Rio. I just know he comes across Jaws again, and Jaws is about to kill yeah. the lady that Bond was with. Yeah. Was it Goodhead at that time? No, it was a, a she a worked, third mistress. Yeah, it was a third. It definitely was, and she was Brazilian. I, at least she was being presented as Brazilian. 
I'm trying to find her. Oh, Manuela? Yes, it is. Emily Bolton. Okay. There's no picture of her here, there. But yeah, Jaws is about to kill her when Bond notices, and he jumps down onto Jaws. She was born in Aruba. All right. (laughs) And Bond jumps down on Jaws, and he's just fighting them. And it's it's another kind of funny fight, because Jaws definitely has the upper hand. He's stronger than Bond. He might not be as fast, but, like, dude's scary. And But then, like... There's there's a festival or something going on, and they go right down the street where they're fighting, and they just sweep Jaws away. They're just like they start dancing with him and pulling yeah, him away, and he's yeah. just like in the back, like as the camera as he's fading away from the camera, you can see that he just shrugs and starts yeah. dancing. He just goes. I love it. It's so and I good. love that. Every part with Jaws was so good. I, yeah. I, if anything was less than fun. That's not the right thing to th- say. The, I think my least favorite would be the airplane scene at the very beginning. Uh, all the rest of them are pretty great. Uh, and every time he showed up, I looked forward to it. There, I, I, I don't want to tell him every single time he shows up, but... We do have to talk about the big one, though. To space? The space one? Uh, I mean, the biggest one is when he, uh, when he is thwarted by Bond... And in the thwarting, once Bond has run away and, and Jaws is left back in the rubble, he meets this <laughs> this lady, yes. Dolly, uh, played by Blanche Ravalek. And it's just, it's love at first sight. Yes. I don't know what she sees in Jaws, but something about the gleaming teeth, you know, the, the beautiful shiny metal teeth. She's just like, hell yeah. Yeah. It's just like, so she helps him out and he looks over and, and you know, he's pissed because he's uh, like... Got he got in a big accident, and he looks over at her, and then yeah. she, he's like, "Oh, you're you're so pretty, and you helped me." And she's got these big tails. It's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> and also like because it. it's, it's a so James nice. Bond movie, her breasts fairly barely fit in the dress she's wearing. But not, that's the same with all of the trainee outfits for the women. Like the men's are you yeah. know, are perfectly you know. <laughs> cover them perfectly well but always the women's and, and i like i did like that though because it's just like you know he's he's just like bond he's just a, a mercenary for hire i mean bond isn't for hire except by the english government right but but, but jaws i mean jaws and we find out has been hired by drax he's not just randomly popping up he's he's yeah. uh th- there's an altercation I- where cha was disposed of and Drax mm-hmm. needs another henchman to do all of his dirty work, so he hires Jaws. Right. I thought it, he was uh, on revenge for the last guy. That's um, what I thought, too. But that is not the story that unfolds, and I actually really like what happened with Jaws. I really do, too. I thought that <laughs> I thought that whole ending... It's so goofy, but it, it's good. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like the ending, because, you know, everything that happens in space, I think, is, is pretty decent. Yeah. It's not... Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, as you said, it is the last <laughs> movie's story, pretty much verbatim. Yeah. But I still enjoy it. Yeah. Especially... There's a laser fight. The very, very ending. Oh my god, the laser fight, yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, I guess to, to wrap up, I do want to say that I, I, I enjoyed it. I give it two and a half stars. I mm-hmm. think it's fun. Uh, beats the first two Roger Moore films, at least, yeah. and the Lazen Be Still. Doesn't quite live up to the last movie, in my I'm opinion. I still like the last movie more. Yeah. 
But I really enjoyed the ending of this one. I thought it was one of the funnier endings. Uh, I will go ahead and spoil it just because I want to. I want to laugh about it. And it's like after the, you know, it, it's classic Bond. After they've stopped the world from being exploded, he's yeah. romancing. They're get he's getting it on with the 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 Bond lady that he's with, and this one is Goodhead, and they're they're yeah. in space, they're in zero g, they're floating around making love in the air. And we cut to M and all these, like, you know, important higher-up peoples of the government and all that kind of stuff all sitting there and are like, we're about to receive video uh, connection with, with, you know, Bond and, you know, talk to him about what happened and get a debriefing. Uh, and it's so important. This whole thing is so important that we've patched this conference in to the White House and to the Queen of England. <laughs> and the guy is like, he's like the the parliament member or whatever that is in charge of MI6 or something. And yeah. he is like, oh, that's a good idea. Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> M knew better. I don't know why yeah, M let yeah, them do this. Yeah, why did M let them do this? He's in the room. Oh, uh, man. The, the, the video comes up. You clearly see Bond and Goodhead going at it and, you know, in the air, just floating and having a good time. And it's just the funniest fucking line. Because... Because that, that head of the M or whatever, the head of MI6 or whatever, is just like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah. And the, some technician guy is just like, no, no, I believe, sir, he's attempting re-entry. It was Desmond <laughs> Llewellyn. It was Desmond. It was Q. Q says it. Oh, my God. Was it yeah, Q? it was. That's good. <laughs> but oh, he's man, I love it. Re-entry. He's attempting re-entry. <laughs> And, but but before that happened, even even M's response, he's like, "Oh, James, <laughs> no, he says 007. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good shit, man. Two and a half stars. Yeah. I, you know, I give it a face. It's still like, you know, even though Holly Goodhead is a very good character." And, and and I think is sexualized less than Triple X. Yeah, was. she's still the only female character that has. Uh, the rest of them are, you know, they're Bond girls, and you know that's what people, I guess, come to these movies for. At least maybe they used to. Uh, but just I'm just saying that that's still all over this movie, so I can't give it more than a face. Even though I thought it was really goofy and a lot of fun. It's probably the... I don't know if it's the goofiest one, but it's pretty freaking goofy. And Jaws it really is, is great. Goofy. And I can't believe the low, low ratings these have. It must be because people are like expecting this goofiness. And it, I don't know. Maybe because I'm, it's not exactly my genre, it makes it more watchable for me. And, and like, I, I can agree with that, but at the same time, you have to remember that the, the ratings are coming from a time when these were coming out, like, once every two years. Like, right. they were done with it. These critics yeah. were just like, oh my god, this is the 11th fucking film. Stop. And this is awful. <laughs> Stop it. It's so stupid. Yeah, yeah I think I think Nobody, once they jumped the shark and just started uh, having more fun with it, I, I agree with you. That's when, for, for right. someone who doesn't like the spy films, that's when I start enjoying them more, is when it's just absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> the closer it is to Austin Powers, the happier I'm going to be. <laughs> that's fair. So, did we make a show? No. 
<laughs> no, this is not a show. <laughs> this is a pile of dookie. Uh, we just talking. <laughs> well, I hope they enjoyed it anyways. Of course you did. We're always happy that you're coming back here every single every single Monday and Thursday or whenever we get these tossed up. <laughs> and thank you so much for always listening. We're so happy to have you all. Love you. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.